The ancient Greeks knew a thing or two about persuasive rhetoric. And in this episode, I'm going to examine a principle put forward by Aristotle. He called this modes of persuasion, and they include the big three of logos, ethos and pathos. Each appeals to different parts of us. Some would say brain, gut and heart. And each does different things to us in terms of influencing our decision making. I hope at the end of the podcast you'll be saying to yourself, I understand the information. I have a good feeling about this. Damn it, something needs to be done. Let's see how we do. I want to start by recommending a book on persuasive rhetoric, and it's called Thank You for Arguing by an American author, Jay Heinrichs. And I'll put a link in the podcast description, but Heinrichs draws on some unusual sources for his ideas, everything from the ancient Greeks to the Simpsons. Um, And my son pointed out that maybe Homer is the connection there. (laughs) And one of his favourite sources of inspiration is Aristotle, who came up with what he termed modes of persuasion. And these can be summed up as logos, ethos and pathos. And there is a fourth called kairos, but I'll focus on the more commonly used ones for now, those first three. Now, logos is the logic behind your argument, the facts and the figures that give some give some rigour and proof to the message that you're trying to get across. So if your pitch was about taking action on climate change and the damage that we're doing to the environment, you might show some statistics around CO2 levels in the atmosphere or um, rising sea temperatures or the tonnage of plastic that we're dumping into the oceans every year. Um, Ethos is all about the messenger's credibility. Uh, Do we consider them to be an authoritative source? Can we believe what they're saying? And it's remarkable how much trust we put in someone who's wearing a white lab coat uh, with a stethoscope around their neck. Or perhaps their, you know, your reputation as an authority is widely recognised already. Um, So it's not that there's necessarily a a symbol like a white lab coat. We just know who you are already. So that that would be the case, say, with Professor Chris Whitty, who we've seen on all of the the, the government um, platforms around the the pandemic um, and the lockdown uh, statistics. And also David Attenborough, of course. Um, But if you really want to get under the skin of your audience, you're probably going to want to focus on a specific story. Um, A community, perhaps, whose world is being eroded by rising sea levels um, or zero in even on on a single turtle slowly being strangled by a plastic bag in its mouth. And natural history programs do this all the time, generating empathy for the creatures um, that we sort of follow on on the journey they're on. And this is pathos like empathy. And it makes us care more about the characters in the story. It brings it home to us. It stirs some strong emotions within, uh, perhaps a sense of injustice. 
that what we're doing to these animals and to our planet is wrong. It's got to stop. I also mentioned Kairos, and it's the less well-known relation to the other three. And it's to do with the here and now, uh, suggesting a sense of urgency, a need to act now before it's too late. And in, of course, in business, you often see this uh, with things like a carpet sale ends Friday, um, even though it never seems to end at all. And this call to urgent action is actually a little bit problematic in the case of things like environmental damage, because the changes that we're seeing seem so gradual. Um, you know, for many people who feel unaffected in the present, it all seems a bit far in the future to be worrying about much now. A bit like saving for your pension. It's a pain or a problem that may come along in the future, but I've got more pressing things to worry about right now. I think what's interesting about all this in relation to business is that um, advertising and marketing people have always understood the power of pathos in particular when it comes to persuading their audience. But for some reason, it doesn't seem to convert to business presentations where <clears throat> so often the messenger reverts to a um, an information-based pitch. It seems to be their comfort zone to do this. It's very heavy on logos, but of course that can overload the audience and leave them um, unmoved and disengaged. You often get an attempt at ethos as well by um, front-loading lots of credentials. Um, you know, how long we've been around for, how many offices we have, uh, how many employees we have, all these clients we've got and our, and our qualifications. And the problem here is that you're rather bigging yourselves up. And the audience might think, well, they would say that, wouldn't they? Um, it lacks a certain humility, perhaps. And if you start with all of this, front loading, you, you may actually fail to connect with your audience because after all, they want to see themselves in your pitch. Um, and that opening grabber really needs to make them lean forward and listen because they think, well, this could be about us. This could be interesting. So starting off with, I'm going to talk about me now might be, uh, might be problematic. And even if you do recover after um, a questionable start, um, if you make clunky attempts at Kairos, uh, you know, your buy now message, you, you may also turn people off altogether. It could seem a little bit pushy and overly directive. So if you can weave some pathos into your message, um, getting your audience to care about the main characters in your story, you'll have a much better chance of persuading your audience to buy your idea. And by all means, include some factual information to provide the framework of the message and a sense of depth and rigour in your argument. Um, but don't go over the top with this. Um, do less, but do it better. And by all means, establish your ethos. Um, but remember that simply by being a competent speaker, by clearly being in command of your topic, Someone who explains things clearly and provides some real insight, you know, not just information, but insight through models and metaphors and stories. You will come across as having ethos without having to, you know, big yourself up at all. So I hope that's helped to make 
some of those rhetorical principles a bit more understandable and applicable to everyday situations. And we will return to this throughout this uh, series of podcasts, both in the tutorials that we do and also in our in our guest interviews. So thank you for tuning in and until the next time.